What's going on, guys? AJ here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 podcast. I think I got it. Um, that's a little joke to someone. If you if you listen to this, you know why I did that. Anyway, um, today what I want to talk about is I want to talk about team workflow design. Something I often talk about just at a macro level on this podcast is workflow design and restructuring at the employee level or even at the team level to appease and make comfortable the, whether it's, you know, desired workflow structure, learning development, um, learning style, um, comfortability factors of the employee, right? That, like, that's typically what I talk about, right? I typically talk about, you know, if, 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 if Ben over here, you know, has uh, three different ideas of adjustments that, that need to be made around how he executes a task, you know, leaders being more comfortable about the inevitable end goal rather having rather than having their ego wrapped up in how they got to the end goal. So that's typically what I talk about. And I definitely think there's a lot of value there. But I was listening to Brave New Work, an amazing podcast, and um, they were talking about something that I thought was even, I don't want to say even more interesting, but definitely prevalent as well, which was team workflow design. And so a lot of companies right now, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a factory, whether it's a a, a tech company, there's a lot of handoffs. There's a lot of people working together in this machine, if you will, that all have to get things done for another person to get something done, for that other person to get something done, for that other person to get something done within a nine month window, inevitably for the customer to get something done, which is a smile because they're happy. That, that That's the way most businesses work. And so from that lens, there can be a lot of dysfunction, confusion, disruption, annoyance, disagreements, involved in those projects and those and those systems and those functions thus you know restructuring and getting a little bit more practical at a very operational lens is actually a very important thing as it pertains to workflow design at the team level right actually restructuring the process the sequencing of how something is done you know he made a really interesting point where if you're running a restaurant and out of nowhere, you're the menu designer. Like a lot of fine dining restaurants literally have people. It typically is the chef, but uh, the head chef, but some other people, they literally, all they do is they design the menu. Now, if one day in the middle of their night, they come up with this fascinating idea that they want to have an artichoke salad and they just pop it on the menu without talking to the chef, without talking to the distributors of the vegetables. Artichokes don't even grow in this month, buddy. It's December. How do you think we're going to be a fine dining restaurant and have fresh food and we don't even like grow artichokes in the middle of December? It's cold outside. There is snow there. It's not growing. The soil is uh, what's the word I'm looking for, guys? Frozen. Right. So that was the kind of the, the nice little example he gave. And if you see my tone of voice, that's probably what happened. They probably were annoyed. There was probably dysfunction. There was probably arguing. There was probably a little bit of uh, irritation. And that obviously led to someone's mental health not being great. Someone's perspective of the business at a macro not being great. Potentially someone's job 
not being on at a risk, but definitely someone's perception of their ability to execute a job or someone's perception of their just professional acumen of, oh, this guy has ego. Oh, this guy just thinks he can do whatever he wants. Like that's how these weird culture dynamics start at a team level, right? And so what I realized, right? Cause I'm not an expert at this at all. Like literally this is me, you know, not regurgitating, but me, um, I guess, unpacking what I listened to just now, what I'm hearing and what I'm learning and what I'm trying to understand is that there is so much value at a very operational level to someone be an operational designer of how are handoffs executed? Does everybody on the team, and this is where it kind of comes back to inclusiveness and bringing the employees on board, while also the executives understanding what needs to inevitably happen in in communication being in, in, in motion here. Because if everyone has a say on the overall design of which the sequencing occurs, and then if everyone has a say around the communi- communication channels to let it, to let everyone know, like, look, guys, you know, my part in this comes at month seven, right? So please don't get annoyed. And if month three, you get something done and you don't see what you created come to life yet, don't worry. There are other things that are happening along this process that typically you wouldn't have known about. But since we want to have a transparent, inclusive culture, we're going to let you know about that. Do you guys have any idea the amount of gratification, the amount of calmness, the amount of um, understanding that person will have? Because in so many circumstances, like they were saying on the podcast, there are so many moments where people are trying to execute X, Y, and Z, and then they execute it. And they don't see whatever they did come to life, but they were wondering why the whole time their managers were pushing aggressively for them to get this done in a timely fashion. When in their heads are like, guys, you didn't even execute against what I just executed against. Like you guys aren't even using what I did. What the fuck? Right. And I don't mean to drop the F-bomb, but that's what happens. But if you were actually transparent around, hey, guys, what you did is amazing. That's going to come into place six months from now. I still need you to do that, though. So uh, but this is why like that communication would ease the mind. And so I love this. It's fascinating. I'm going to read a lot more about this. I think. um, To the sip of the coffee there, I think um, I think a lot of companies could use this. I think restaurants could use this. Factories could use this. Um, What are some other companies? Um, Tech companies definitely could use this. Consulting firms definitely uh, need this. Um, every company actually, as I'm thinking about it, like every company that I've worked for could have used this sort of either alignment, bringing, you know, bringing employees into the fold, because that's another thing, right? Like when, when employees are actually implementing the tasks in 2020 and the workflow itself of like the sequencing hasn't changed since 1997, but the overall landscape of the of the product or the marketplace or the distributors or the consumers, like those that are on the front lines, they know about the ebbs and flows that have happened since 1997 to 2020. And so if nothing has changed from a sequencing standpoint from 2020, there may be things that you guys are doing from a sequencing standpoint that make no freaking sense. And, you know, the employees on our front lines can be freaking out every day about like, guys, this is the dumbest shit. I'm out like there are people out here that do not like to work in dumbass environments. <laughs> like I'm just being very honest. And so um, those things can cause dysfunction, irritation, annoyance, all these other things that we all know can lead to, you know, 
bad, productive cultures. Um, so at the end of the day, uh, I think there's a lot of value here. Uh, thank you, Brave New Work. Uh, I, I know this for some may be very elementary, but I'll tell you this, uh, for me, it's not, and I'm okay with that. But more importantly, for like most companies that I walk around earth seeing, they are not doing any restructuring around this or any um, thoughtful process around this. And so um, I think it was valuable that I put it out to the world. So thank you, Brave New Work. I hope you guys found value in this. And I'll keep trying to think about some new out-of-the-box ways to uh, inevitably help the business produce what it needs to produce and also keep uh, keep the employees first and keep them calm, keep them happy, keep them productive, keep them safe, keep them feeling warm. <laughs> uh, so I thank you guys. And uh, yeah, I got to go now. Thanks a lot.